0: Loud and local continues on the rock with Kevin Deers, ninety nine point nine KISW.
2: Hey, what's going on? It's KISW, loud and local, right now. I have King Youngblood in studio. Got to see them at Freakout Festival. They were they were going on like at eleven p.m., but like. It was lit. It was, there was a mosh pit. Awesome. It was like one of the last bands of the weekend. It was a long weekend. People were tired, but you guys lit that place up at the Sunset Tavern uh, against King Young Blood. Welcome to the studio. Hey, what's good, Kevin? Good it's good night. to see you, brother. Yo. Yeah, it's great to see you guys. So let's go around the room. Tell us what your name is and what you do in King Young Blood.
3: Sure. Cameron Lobby Jones. I am the front man and founding member of King Young Blood.
4: I'm Chet Peterson. I play the cello in King Young Blood. And, uh, you know, I'm just here to have a good time.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex, I play drums in King Youngblood, and yeah, I'm just hating stuff. <laughs> My
5: name is Sam Garcia, and I play bass for King Youngblood. Awesome.
2: Well, uh, so one thing that I, I, I had you guys on for a Zoom interview, and I will say it's a lot better to have people in person, it's yeah, a Yeah, we more missed natural. you, man, you're so handsome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple things. Uh, we we have a new member, is that right? That's right. That, man. So, yes. so tell me about, you know, how you how you joined the band, man. How you
5: doing? So I met Cam about a year ago and mm-hmm. we did a little local gig and me and him just clicked, you know, it's just something in his eyes. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> nice. I played keys, he played bass and we just stayed in touch and you know, he helped me believe in myself and I joined and the guys are super nice. They treated me well
2: and that's it. That's awesome, yeah, man. And is this your first out. like rock band you played in, or had you been in bands before?
5: This was my first gig ever. Yeah, That's awesome. I, I grew up listening to a lot of not metal, I'd say, and sure. then this is really new for me, so it's beautiful. That's awesome, man. Yeah,
3: especially, it's crazy, man. Sammy is so talented, because mm-hmm. he picked up bass two weeks, he'd never touched it before, he picked up bass two weeks before his first gig with us. And he smoked it like it was nothing. Damn, dude. It was incredible, man. But no, yeah, we, have, we got a new member, and good lord, does it, does it feel like Voltron has assembled?
2: Voltron has assembled. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing, another thing we'll have to mention off the top, you heard someone say there's a cello in the band. So tell me about, yeah. that is a kind of an unusual thing for like uh, for a rock band to just be a four-piece and not be like, you know, like have a cello accompaniment, but you are the actual, like one of the backbones of the, of right. the band. Yeah. So, you know, how, how did, uh, you know, were you a founding member or did you jump in like as an accompaniment? How, how did yeah. you get a cello in a rock band? It's badass. So it's, uh, I
4: don't know. There's a lot of ways to tell the story, but... I mean, I've known Cam for a while because mm-hmm. he's worked with my dad like doing production for the debut album and yeah. you know, a couple other side gigs, I'm sure. But uh so I would see Cameron around the studio all the time and we knew each other and we were friends, but uh we didn't he didn't really know that I played cello until he was looking for a cello player okay. and he asked Phil, my dad. Yeah. Uh and he was like originally I heard that he asked my dad to be in the band. Okay. And he was like dude, I'm like 40. I, mean, I can't be yeah. in a band. <laughs> ask my son, who's like 20. I'm not a young blood yeah, anymore, dude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm an
2: old blood. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. So it was like, ask my son, who's like 20, and yeah. you can see where it takes you. And so nice, dude. I, he reached out to me like probably maybe two years ago now, and yeah, it's been a wild ride. But hey. I'm I'm glad that I get to be in a project. I've done string arranging mm-hmm. like in the post-production side, but I'm glad I get to do, you know, be on stage and you know, be a performer instead of behind the scenes.
2: You know? And you take that instrument and you rip it, dude. Like thank you, 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 you rock out with a cello on stage. Like it, it, you treat it like it's a freaking, you know, Fender guitar, <laughs> yeah. man. You rock the hell out with that thing. So thank
4: you. I try. Right. Absolutely. That's the goal.
2: So you guys have some gigs coming up. You guys are going to be hitting the road with legendary band Fishbone. That's right. Going to oh, be yeah. playing December 10th here at El Corazon. Uh, you guys are going to be playing a couple other dates, right? Vancouver and Portland, right?
3: Yeah. They uh, they asked us to come and join them for um, uh, three dates on their West Coast run, which for, for us is really huge, especially being, you know, BIPOC fronted band and, you know, BIPOC band in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Having icons, at least, at least speaking personally for me, like black rock star icons that have just been so incredibly integral and historic to the history of black rock musicians. Oh, yeah. Getting a chance to come and play with Fishbone has been just an absolute dream of ours, and we're we're ready to tear it down right in front of them. That's cool, man. It's
4: going to be a wild show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen what they can do yeah, performance-wise, so I'm excited to actually be in the crowd and be on stage. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um. So... You guys are also going to be playing uh, December thirtieth at the High Dive with Zach Person. Yeah. Uh, so that's like last gig of the year. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, unless you get one like New Year's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the last gig of the year, man.
3: Yeah, last gig of the year. Zach Person is a is a really good friend of ours. Um, but he is one of those people that, at least being a guitarist, he's one of those people that like you see him play and then you realize you got to go home and practice some more. Okay. He's he's one of those absolute shredders and. Um, just he's he's somebody that we've been very lucky to be in community with, but especially as far as just, like, he's not just good people, but he makes good music. And
2: I feel mm-hmm. like that's a hard combo to beat, you yeah. know? Absolutely. You guys are also – I mean, there's so much you guys have got going on. You guys are also playing some Kraken ge- games. How yeah. are you guys playing Kraken games, man? How oh, do you man. guys get to be a band playing for Seattle's, like, first NHL hockey team? That is – that it's is killer. kind of honor. Yeah, you know? I mean, absolutely.
4: Because you could play for any team, but pl- being one of the very first people to open up for you know such a new hockey mm-hmm. team, especially you know all of us are you know grew up in Seattle. Yeah. so we love you know following all these sports, and then a new one pops up, and we get the opportunity to like. I mean, they reached out to us yeah. about the opportunity too, and so it's crazy just growing up in Seattle and seeing all these sports. And I loved hockey. I played hockey as a kid, so when they were Building a whole team. I was super invested in it. and you Plus, know, like, the, the games crowd.
3: themselves. Yeah.
2: yeah. Fire. So where? So so, so give me a layout. Like, I have been to the arena. Yeah. I have not been to a Kraken game yet. Where do you guys play?
4: We're up in the little crow's nest. I'm not sure if you look up at the top by, like, the Space Needle mm-hmm. Lounge. There's this little blue LED, you know, it's a crow's nest. And we're yep. up there sitting... With the people who hold up the signs, say "Let's go, Kraken." That's cool. The you know mascot comes up there and beats on his drum every now and
2: then. Bowie, Mm -hmm. yeah, Bowie. Shout out, Bowie. That's awesome, Bowie. And you can get you can fit a whole drum set up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, How's how is it being in your first band ever, and you get to play a freaking Kraken game? That's got to be pretty crazy. Jeez,
5: it everything moves so quickly. Like one day we're doing. You know, Laura booked some smaller shows for me to get used to it, mm-hmm. and then a month later, we're doing some crack and stuff. So it's—I don't know—it's beautiful, it's humbling. That's awesome.
2: So tell me a little bit about uh, Black and Loud Fest, man. You guys put this on, and you guys—you know—had a lot, a big hand in in helping with Black and Loud Fest. So tell me about this, man.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, like I was saying before, there's there's not a lot of people, especially in in you know the the more harder rock or just you know, alternative or more abrasive music genres. There's not a lot of people that really look like us. Um sure. and we wanted to to put on something to showcase, specifically in the Pacific Northwest, that there's a lot of incredibly yeah. talented bands uh, that are that are mm-hmm. just absolutely killing it. Black Ends, Black Tones, uh, yeah, black, black Tones, yeah. um, Down North, uh, Paige Turner, Susu. Yep. yep. Um, you know, all all of these incredible bands that have not only been very inspiring, but also have been testaments to the history of black rock and roll music. Oh yeah. And um we we put on this festival as a means of not just kicking off our tour but much larger than that of trying to showcase to the Pacific Northwest and and the rest of the country as a whole that hey, we're here and we exist yeah. and that you know this 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 kind of this this the way that we have this take on music is something that is it's something that people really resonated with, and yep. we saw that from how the festival got put together. Um, we were especially really lucky that we were able to get um, an incredible title sponsor, Jack Daniel's, went oh, in yeah. on it with us. I heard of it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? And um, you know, that was our first real major sponsorship, yep. and especially to have it for something that we care so deeply about and. Um, something that we're just so so proud of to know mm-hmm. that it was not only something that they jumped on board with, but something that was successful. That's sick. It was a perfect way to send us off for our first, you know, tour with mm-hmm. Big Thank.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah, That's thanks. Killer. So you you are you know heavily embedded in, in in the production side of things. You also help Freak Out Festival, is that right? Yeah, You're yeah.
3: Like... I was um t- this year was my second year being hired as the
2: production manager for the fest. That's cool, man. That's thanks, cool. man. That's awesome. So yeah. Are you kind of the, the when you're you guys are playing? Are you the band dad? Uh, band mm-hmm. dad? I feel like <laughs>
4: we're like the band roadies.
2: I, I feel we're yeah, the, you know, like I feel I feel like I'm
3: a band cousin. Since, since you have we're such a production, cousin busters. No, okay. Okay. okay, 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 something okay. like that. No, but um, at least with with getting a chance to do a lot of work, at, especially in the live music realm, behind the scenes, um, it's always really powerful to be a part of what makes for a really powerful music scene, especially in Seattle. Yeah, And, you know, just to to be on that end and to be able to be a part of folks trying to give opportunities to, you know, people doing all different types of genres, especially, you know, because Freak Out Fest, there's a lot of people flying in from France and Mexico as well, but, to be able to be a part of of what builds a scene is is something that you know I'm I'm really proud to represent King Youngblood with especially because I care about is showing the longevity of like it's not just about any one band or one project or anything like that it's about how do we make sure we have a community that really pushes forward so everybody eating yeah
2: that's dope man and there was so much you know there was like heavy rock bands there was psych groups it was all I heard Shana Shepard outside when I came in it was mm-hmm. incredible you know just like so much diversity and in and, and, and you know, just backgrounds and sounds and it was it was awesome. So
3: thanks, man. I'm glad you had a good time, man. Yeah.
2: It was killer. Um Okay, so the album is out. Yes it's called Big okay. Thank. Big Thank. We're gonna go into a song here and uh this one's too late too soon. So why don't you guys introduce Too Late Too Soon for the audience real quick uh, so we can so we can get a uh, grasp on what y'all sound like, and then we'll get back with you guys. Too Late Too Soon. Tell me about it.
3: Absolutely. Um, Too Late Too Soon is, I, I guess I would classify it as our breakout hit. Yep. Um, it's a song that we wrote during the pandemic, mm-hmm. less about the pandemic itself, but um, especially in, in the heat of a lot of the protests and things that were going on As it was very interesting to see how, for the first time, for people – across the country and the world really itself. I think for all of us, it was the first time that we didn't have the distractions of work or fans. For a lot of us, it was the first time we had to sit down, look at ourselves in the mirror and ask some very difficult questions. Like, am I putting my money where my mouth is? And the question that we've always struggled with is, am I enough? Too late, too soon is an attempt to try to answer those questions.
2: Cool. All right, let's jump in and let's get those those, those questions out there. Too late, too soon. Big thank is the album. It's King Youngblood on Loud and Local on The Rock. King Young Blood going to be playing December 30th at the High Dive with Zach Person. Also got a Seattle Kraken residency. You can catch them at a game. They're going to be hitting the road with Fishbone, playing El Corazon December 10th. And uh, they're in studio right now, hanging out. Uh, there's also a comic book you can pick out. Afro Thunder. Yeah. Tell me about Afro Thunder. A comic book character. Like, you're the Marvel rock and roll superhero
3: yeah well you know for for us with everything it's it's always been about representation and just trying to take up more spaces where there aren't a lot of people that get a chance to look like us but um you know we've always been big old nerds and Mm -hmm. having a chance to have a comic book that's intertwined with what we do on a a day-to-day basis with music i mean like i don't know we were sitting here just shooting it around and, and being like what kind of superpowers would we have things like that and Um, we, uh, we got a chance to meet with, with, you know, an illustrator and get everything put together. RJ Crow, shout out RJ. Yeah. And, um, you know, got the story written out with our team and everything like that. And just wanted to make sure we was getting some proper representation put together, but it was, (laughs) it was a real labor of love because it's crazy that comic book sold out so damn fast That's at awesome. our shows. That's awesome. Um, so much so that we really wanted to take it a step further. And uh, we actually ended up while we were on tour, recorded a full audiobook, like a cinematic kind of audiobook. Wow. um reading through the comic book and everything like that, and also recently put out um a uh, five song ep. Uh, and dubbed it the Afro Thunder soundtrack and we basically put out the comic book and have these different moments where that's cool. you know you hit a you get to a particular page or mm-hmm. a fight sequence or something like that and you listen to a song off the EP. Yeah.
2: That's that's really freaking uh just like forward thinking with like all of this. That's really cool, man. Trying,
3: man. Trying, man. We're just nerds and we like being loud. So it was it was another excuse to get some
2: cool stuff out there. That's awesome. Uh okay, so you guys um The pandemic hits, 2020. How did you guys pivot to, you know, practicing or not practicing or, you know, writing songs? Like, how did the pandemic affect you guys as a band, and how would you guys get through it and stay sane Um, or relatively sane?
4: Lots of trips to the group health, you know, getting uh, COVID tests. Yep. I don't know. We were just being pretty safe, you know, like every now and then we would do, you know, Zoom rehearsals. I mean, it's you can't really do a rehearsal over Zoom because of the latency. Sure. But we would just go over, you know, what we needed to practice on from our last show or Mm -hmm. something before COVID. And then, you know, by the time we got out of all the whole pandemic thing, we were pretty prepared to... You know, start jumping back into the scene. We we kind of had like their whole routine figured out by yeah. the time you know doors even open. So yeah, it was kind of a good opportunity to focus on. You know, we needed to improve and you know focus on writing and stuff. And so we've gotten a lot of new material out. I mean, yeah, ready to go out. Since it, then. it
3: became it became kind of something more in the realm of like, you know, if we weren't able to do the live show, it was very interesting because it created an opportunity for us to have time to work on other elements that we really wanted to. And, yeah you know, writing for the new album, you know, for Big Thank and, but also it's just like getting a chance to dial a little bit more into really what we wanted to say and what we wanted to do the minute we got a chance to get back out there.
2: That's yeah. great. That's awesome. And and then you came back full blast. You got uh-huh. an album out. Everything. Yeah.
3: Our first show back when things reopened up, we sold out Barboza and Damn. it was, it was incredible, man. It was, it was beyond a family affair. It was crazy because it was, uh, it was Sammy's, First time getting a chance to to come see us before he joined the band. That's cool. But it was super sick. We have all these photos of him crowd surfing and everything nice. like that. Nice. Yeah, and it was uh, Alex and Chet's first show, like really properly as official members as well. It was uh, uh it was the dawn of a new chapter. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: So okay, so. W- w- Let's uh, back up a little bit. So, for you, Cameron, like, when did your vision for King Youngblood start? Like,
3: really early, really early. So, really early. How
2: old is this, you know, project, this vision of yours?
3: Yeah, well, technically, it's 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 been a thing for it's insane to say, but almost <laughs> eleven, twelve years now.
2: Okay, you and know, you're gotta, a young guy. I know, I'm twenty
3: three. Yeah. I, I got a chance to start really, really young. I, I I grew up in a household where both of my folks were very supportive of me um, being a creative, but but more so really focused on like, you need to go make your own mistakes so you find your own artistry. Yeah. Um, and I ended up writing my first song at 10. And you know, like when you're what? a kid at that, yeah, 10. <laughs> uh, ended up being, um, uh, you know, friends with a lot of other people. I grew up as an orchestra kid, which yeah. is probably where all the cello influences came in. Yeah. Um, but I grew up as an orchestra kid and just got a chance to play with different people in my orchestra yeah. and, you know, other band kids and things like that coming up. And obviously, we were really young. We were in, like, middle school, high yeah. school. Um, so there was always, you know, a little bit of a, you know, somebody would graduate and then it's like, okay, well, they're going off to college. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold them on that. But... Um, but it's, it's been something that has been years and years in the making. Um, and it's very interesting because that message of what we're trying to accomplish of showcasing more black and brown people, especially in the rock world, that's always been there from the jump. So especially getting to a point now where, you know, all of us from all different walks of life and just having an, an incredibly powerful, not just, you know, ethically diverse group, but a musically diverse group yeah. on top of it, too. Because um, good Lord, I mean, like. Playing with Sammy pulls different things out of me. Playing with Licks, he's incredibly sturdy. Playing with Chet gives us a chance to, to really stand out in different ways. And it's just I've, I've been incredibly lucky to, to have these three by my side to be able to be nice and loud the way that we we're supposed to be from a jump.
2: Nice. I think he likes you guys. I, think he
3: I you love again. you guys. Forget <laughs> like I love you guys. I love you too.
2: So as a 10-year-old, you know what what was in influ- what kind of music was sticking with you? When I was 10, I was listening to like It was Soundgarden, Raffy,
3: dude. It was Soundgarden. Soundgarden got me in first. Um, you know, I remember I remember cranking on The Day I Tried to Live yeah. especially. And um, you know, it, it gave me a chance to understand. First of all, Chris Cornell, rest in peace. Um, but that's some
2: it, cool parents to have that kind of music around the house. You're telling that, yeah, me, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my
3: goodness, I'm a lucky guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and very obviously, you know, like Nevermind and yep, and yeah. uh, you know, all the all the grunge classics, Pearl Jam, all, all mm-hmm. that stuff, but specifically Soundgarden always really resonated with me in a way. I soulful think, voice. Exactly. And yeah. and trying to trying to find that way of of being very intense and impactful, but also making sure that you're saying something, yeah. you know, like, and then, you know, once I got into middle school and everything like that, it, it turned into system of a down sure. where there was well, a very, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a, a very distinct uh, political overtone with yep. what you're trying to say, but also, you know, being really pointed about a message while yep. still making it accessible. So um, it's always been rock, man. It's always That's been cool. heavy. It's always yeah. been hot. I'm such a, I'm such a, a a baby for a good halftime
2: too, man. It's, it's my, it's my kryptonite. Nice, too. Cool. Right on. Well, uh, so there is something going on here uh, that's going to be exciting for a lot of people that listen to KISW, not just on Loud and Local, but uh Aaron Jones. He's going to be coming out with a new album, and he's kind of the... The guy who's really flying the flag of the Northwest on his back. We got to see him at Painting the Grass this past year. He opened for freaking Rolling Stones across the world. Twice. Twice. Twice, man. Um, and and he's just all over, you know, rock radio across the country, across, you know, the world, actually. So yeah. um, you guys got to co-write with him or yeah. for him kind of for this new album tell yeah, me about with the process him. of of writing with Aaron and, and what 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 to expect from it
3: Yeah it's it's powerful man I I uh I've known Aaron for a really really long time and um you know like we we go so far back we played for his 30th birthday party you did okay. a gig at the Columbia City Theater That's awesome It was it was awesome yeah. man and and Aaron's always been no, a really
2: it was filthy
3: Thank you yeah. Come on now come on now <laughs> Um and uh, you know it was it, it, we've always had a, a relationship where he he really took me under his wing and and really yep. mentored me he really put me onto a lot He's of like, games. You're the next man, I, You're the actually, next. and it was oh, cool. it, it was very powerful because it's like you know we've always known of each other and you know we'd get together and jam things like that. But last year he invited me on a whim to a New Year's celebration that he was having at his place, and sure. um you know this is right pretty much right after he had, like, really gotten the deal with Big Machine mm-hmm. and, like, was really, really starting to blow up and everything like yeah. that. So he had been home from tour for maybe, like, three days. And, mm-hmm. and you know, his big thing was he wanted to reconnect with folks. But, um, you know, after New Year's and everything like that, after everybody had went home, he pulled me aside. And, you know, he he talked to me about King Youngblood and, and really talked about how he saw our light and, and, and what we're trying to do. And, yeah. you know, he said that he wanted to get together and – talk about songs cuz that's always where it starts you got to yeah. have incredible songs if you want to you know go forward into yeah. this business and um he talked about wanting to share with us what he'd learned from you know writing rooms he'd been in and and just different uh different lessons he learned just from simply being on on that national level like yeah. that and that international level and uh so yeah we scheduled some time got together with him back at over at his place and got a chance to crank on something and it's uh it's something that I think has definitely opened up a new way for us to think about writing. Yep. And it's a uh, it's a song that we're we're gonna put on the next album. And uh I I can't tell you too much about it, but okay. I, I I just the only thing so it's I It's gonna be s- on
2: your album or his album?
3: King no King it's the gonna, next King Young Blood. Okay, cool. Album. Yeah right. he he wanted to get together and specifically write for King Young Blood. Cool. And um, you know, just let alone from the massive honor that is, it is incredibly powerful to see Somebody on that level still cares so much about the people yep. who's coming up with him, and you know the 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 scene that he comes from is one that he really truly cares about. And mm-hmm. regardless of where he is in the world, he's still rep in Seattle, and yep. it meant a lot to us that he took the time specifically to focus on working on something creatively with us for
2: for our next album. So big he's shout out to, you up with him. There. Come on, man! Yeah. Big shout out to uh, Big Bro Aaron. That's awesome. Uh, right on. Well, let's jump into another one. Uh, we're going to jump into Thread. Let's jump into Thread. Tell me about this song and, and let's play it.
4: Uh, Thread is an amazing song. It's probably, uh, <laughs> it's probably the best song it's ever. It's probably one of my favorites, you know, ever. But, uh, no, a lot of people like this one the best and they say that it is the best one to headbang to. So, cool. I don't know take that into account and uh, you know stretch your neck out
2: exactly experience it for yourself stage dive off the couch <laughs> exactly. let's do it alright it's loud and local here on the rock it's Thread King Youngblood back with more from the band in just a moment turn it up it's Thread on the rock <laughs>
1: That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
2: Back here on the rock, King Youngblood going to be playing December thirtieth at the High Dive with Zach Person. Going to be playing at uh, El Corazon with the legendary Fishbone. Hitting the road with them for a couple tours, a uh, couple shows on a small Northwest tour, very badass. And they're also going to be playing. The Kraken, doing a Kraken residency uh, with with our very own NHL team. Now, Sammy, uh, so we were talking off the mic a little bit about, you know, bringing some of people from your community, some of your friends and stuff. Tell me a little bit about, like, bringing, you know, you might be, you know, so familiar with the kind of music King Youngblood uh, makes. Like, bringing them in and and how that's opened up the fan base for King Youngblood. Right.
5: So I'm from Federal Way. (laughs) A lot of my friends, they don't necessarily listen to rock and roll so when Mm -hmm. i joined this they were never against it they were all very supportive so they all came out every show there's a a bunch of different friends coming through and they loved it so i don't know it's something beautiful they're opening their ears to different genres and it's beautiful
3: yeah i remember when 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 you first joined in man it was it was very powerful because you talked specifically about how for a lot of your friends, especially growing up, because, you know, these are folks that you've known for years, but you were talking about how it was very powerful for you of like you've always listened to rock music, but kind of felt like you were an outsider because of it. Right. And seeing people, you know, now that you've joined King Youngblood, seeing people jump on and, and feeling a lot more open about like just being allowed to just be what exactly. into what they're into. It was definitely a relief,
5: right? Because, again, I was just kind of keeping it under the the rug for such a long time, just listening to R&B, rap, you know, all the good stuff, all the beautiful stuff. But deep down inside, I would listen was to metal. You trying to mosh. No, yeah. I remember when I was younger, like, I would wait for my parents to go to sleep to watch some, like, Red not, not there, too yeah. heavy, right, right. but mm-hmm. some down, all of that. So now I see my friends who would never listen to that, and now they're moshing at the shows. They're mm-hmm. going crazy. They're asking, when's the next show? So it's yeah. beautiful.
3: I think it's always a powerful thing, too, of just, like, if there's anything that's been very – very true, at least with King Youngblood, as far as our shows go, is like, people don't come for the genre. They come for the energy. Mm-hmm. They come for that heat, man. And, and I think that's always been something really awesome of just like, we've been able to make really safe spaces for people to let out. Because, man, there's, there's nothing like pulling up to a crowd and, and there's so many different people from all different kinds of walks of life and they dialed in the same way, man. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's something we're really, really proud of.
2: So it's not off the table to have a Spanish single not not, at, King all. not at all but man we might have to get the young telemundo sponsor on it all we'll right. figure it out Featuring Bad uh-huh nice okay guys so going back to you know your early you know your early love and all that stuff so amy let's start with you man what was the first album you ever purchased whether it was like a cd a tape uh itunes you know gift card or something what was the first album that really made an impact that you got with your own money Mm, I do not recall
5: buying my own CD, but when I was younger, my father bought me a Santana CD, and I I believe it was Mm -hmm. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So that, I was young, and I was listening to this, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's so flavorful. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. Flavorful is the best way to put that. Oh, yeah, it's flavorful. It's juicy. Yep. So that's that, Santana Supernatural. Nice. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, so... (laughs) With all the money, I was able to muster up by picking off my dad's white hairs from his head. Come on. Okay. I was able to make a record for me. That I
4: bought my own money was Green Day's American Idiot. Yeah. Okay. Classical. Uh, you know,
2: classic, typical pop punk skater emo kid. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, right on. Nice. Hell yeah.
4: Dang, I think the first one that I actually like really bought for myself, because, I don't know. Just had like iTunes that my dad had already bought. Mm-hmm. It was like this real vinyl from um, Barnes & Noble of Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of
2: the Moon. Nice. Oh, uh, cool. It's a classic. Yeah, nice, yeah. dude. Never heard of him. No, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs>
3: yeah, mine Mine was actually kind of surprising. Um, my uh, My dad and I were coming home from, I think it was a soccer practice or something like that. And uh, we were driving past and there was uh, a record store that was doing a liquidation sale and they just had these big old tubs full of CDs yeah. and was it Easy Street? I think so. I think it was yeah. the Easy Street, yeah, yeah. It, it's now my- a Chase Bank. Yeah. 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 Oof. Rest in peace. Um but shout out Easy Street. I'm so glad that they have a like a home home in West, yeah, Seattle. West Seattle. Yep. Um, but um I just remember he like pulled over to the side. He didn't even say nothing, he just pulled over and just got out in. the car. Yep. And was like, go find something you want. Because I think the CDs, they were dropping them off for like a quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Bilal's uh, album, First Born Second. Wow. And um, it was surprising because it was an RB album. But I had never even heard of Bilal or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we popped it in straight when we got in the car. And there's this one song off that album called Sometimes that just completely blew my mind as far as like, the approach on production and just different things like that. is—it's it's a very core memory between me and my dad, especially. What but made you pick it up? I, there was something—there was something about uh, having no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. There was something about like looking in an entire tub of things and and wanting, especially you know, because because it was an indie record store, yeah. so it was like they specifically were trying to dial in on people that like did not have the same type of like major. Obviously, like that's their bread and butter when they sell it, but. Yeah in those bins there were so many different specifically independent artists Mm -hmm. that, I don't know man, it just felt very much so like a universe moment because you know, Bilal ended up going on to do a lot of work with Robert Glasper and Mm -hmm. um, a lot of just these incredibly powerful R&B legends, uh, Layla Hathaway, all these people that like, sure are in a completely different genre from King Youngblood, but put so much on as far as to see the power of what happens when you commit to your
2: artistry. That's awesome. Cool, man. So if you mix, you know, some with Bilal with Green Day and some Pink Floyd, you get King Youngblood. Something like that, man. I think you just got (laughs) to
3: shake it up and season it properly, baby. Nice,
2: dude. Awesome. Um, Okay, so... What uh what do you guys got going on for 2023 man you you, you mentioned the the co-write with Aaron Jones mm-hmm. uh you guys got the final gigs that we we've mentioned a couple times what's what's up for 2023 what are your goals guys
3: Yeah the the big goals right off the top is we're we're working on our next album Yeah um you know especially after pushing things through with with Big Thank and seeing the power of people resonating it with it you know across across the country um, we saw the power of touring, and we really want to make sure that um, you know we're 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 putting our 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 best foot forward with really powerful songs, but especially really powerful performances. So, yeah. along with that next album, we're going on tour. We're um, planning on going uh, on the road, especially with Black and Loud Fest. That's um, awesome, and uh, we're hitting South by this year too. Nice. So we've got a, we've got a lot of big things coming up and you know especially for us our bread and butter has always been showcasing who we are through our live show and oh, so yeah. our our plan is to play as much as possible everywhere we can gotta see it live absolutely especially you know new york la austin um but we're we're taking this show on a row baby and i like it 2020 2022 was already a, a massive year for king youngblood and mm-hmm. we're here to make sure that we continue that momentum with the next album and we've got more things to say so we're gonna say it we're right, like a
4: my goal for 2023 is to have a you know hit a billion fans, sell out there Madison you go. Square there Garden, you go. yeah. You know, have the next the headline iPhone. headline over the Rolling Stones. Exactly. Yeah. The next iPhone yeah. has our album
2: pre-release. Yes, Santana hit. can yeah.
4: open for us next there time. You
2: go, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's go around the room. Favorite Northwest artists of all time doesn't have to be a band. Could be a you know, hip hop. Could be you know jazz musician, I, rock and roll. It doesn't matter.
3: I gotta go first, and I gotta give it to my boys, Astor House. Oh yeah, they're, uh, they're a local band from Seattle, and um, if you guys haven't heard of Astor House, you need to go check them out. They're awesome. Um, just the way that they perform and put their songs together is something that, from another creative perspective, is incredibly inspiring. I have to also give a massive shout out to Lily Wex. She's got a new album coming out as well. She's out of Portland. Uh, Jaden Grayson, who is an incredible R&B artist and, and alternative artist. Uh, but God, man, dude, that's a difficult question. If I, if I had to at least just put it in the rock realm, it's gotta be Astor House for me. Astor House. All right. Right on.
4: Gotta give my classic shout outs. Uh, Tennis Pro. Yeah. Amazing band around classic. here. Classic. It's big in Japan. Yeah. You gotta watch the movie. Um, and then, I don't know, there's been so many cool people we played with this last year. Like, um, Nathan Zonga, very good artist. Um, Levi's the name A great rapper from town Cool um, I don't know I honestly could keep going On and on I just don't want to like Name five people And then sure. leave out The other hundred you Tennis, know, so. <laughs> Tennis It's either yeah, like These two or All right. Mm-hmm. right on
2: Alright let's keep going King Youngblood um, <laughs>
6: <laughs> Honestly
2: Oh man Gotta just give it to the Godfathers of the Northwest You know Nirvana for me Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Absolutely Can't go wrong there
5: I haven't been in the scene too long, but from the people we've played with, Aster House might be the favorite. Yeah. Young uh, Levi is the name, the homie. You got to yeah. look him up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Young.
2: That's awesome. Right mm-hmm. on. Um, there's just too much to say. Right on, guys. I like it. Uh, cool. Well again the show's coming up December I die with Zach Person. We've got a Kraken Residency. If you happen to be going to a Kraken game, definitely, you know, avert your attention from your hot dog for a couple minutes and watch the band. Uh, you. eat your glizzy while you wa- while you on, while Kim. you while you watch cra- while you watch King Youngblood. Come on. Gonna be hitting the road with Fishbone, El Corazon, December tenth, be there. Uh, And, uh, you know, if you you can't make it out to a show, if for some reason, whether, you know, you're working retail for the Christmas season, you got your kids to take care of, what's the best way to support you guys?
3: Instagram and Spotify, man. Just follow us at King Young Blood Music. Anywhere you guys like to listen to tunes and things like that, come pull through because that support really means means a great deal as we continue to represent this Pacific Northwest. All
4: right, it's true. It's flu season. You can always call in sick to work
2: and come see us anyway. (laughs) There you go.
4: (laughs) No, everyone will believe you. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, we're going into "Big Thank," the title track from the from the album. I'm gonna put something on you, real quick, cheesiest way possible. Cameron, yes. I want you to introduce this in the cheesiest morning radio DJ way possible. Remember, <clears> the name of the show is Loud and Local <laughs> on The Rock, <clears> so I want you to introduce this in the cheesiest morning zoo radio I need sound. like
3: a soundboard, soundboard with all the Aruga. air horn. I honk, need, I need all of
2: it. Honk, honk.
3: Welcome back to KISW 99.9 The Rock with Kevin Deers. Up next is King Youngblood, Seattle local alt rock princes, killing it with their debut album, Big thank. Take a listen now.
2: Amazing. That was wow. Don't I'm I, I gotta cut that out. My bosses are gonna hear that. <laughs> my job, Dick. It's King Youngblood. Thanks, guys.